Hey guys, it is the week of the sale this Saturday, June the 17th from 8 a.m. to noon. Get there, get there early. Things sell out at the Roommates Home Decor Furniture Sale. We are located at 1399 Midway Road, Smithville, Tennessee. There will be signs and directionals sending you our way. We look forward to seeing you this Saturday from 8 to noon. Hello, I'm Natalie Stout. And I'm C.G. England. Welcome to the Roommates Podcast, where we talk about being local business owners, small town life, and saying yes to new adventures. All right, guys, welcome back to the Roommates Podcast. Natalie and C.G. here, episode 23. What are we talking about? We're talking about what you want out of life, and if you commit to change, conviction will follow. And commit to change. And conviction will follow. Um, what do you, you have to ask yourself questions. What do you want out of life? What's stopping you from having it? And cut that out and give it less time. Oh, man. You have to sit down and say, what do I want? I'm going to commit to this. And you have to, a commitment is huge. You know, everybody, it's easy to do what feels good now or what you think's good and going to feel good now. But the, the commitment it, and the follow-up, that that doing it when you don't feel like doing it. You know, you know that, thought, Sage. I just had. I definitely know the thought. And also, um, you know, my husband is an open book, and he is a recovering alcoholic. And he said those two things, like, what do I want out of life? What's stopping me from having it? And he jokes all the time. He is grateful that he is an alcoholic because he had to stop and look in the mirror and say, whose fault is all of this? And thank goodness he took the responsibility and he didn't put it off on everybody else. He I mean, a lot of people do that. And said, this guy's to blame for the way that all of this is. Yeah. And he, he's half joking, half serious. Like he's grateful because a lot of people continue in their life pointing the finger and blaming others because it never gets so far out of control that they have to stop and, you know, yeah. do anything about it. The consequences aren't that drastic. exactly. And so he jokes and says he's grateful, but it's true. You are in control of your attitude. You are in control of your success. You have no one else to blame. But you. But you. And I, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, you're... Let's go back to, you know, putting yourself around people that are doing better than you, mm-hmm. putting yourself out there, um, and not don't be intimidated by anybody. No. Um, I've, I, there is very, very, there is like one or two people that I could say that probably intimidate me, mm-hmm. and it's only because their success is so huge that I'm just like, and everybody, and I think... Because everybody else, they intimidate them. They intimidate yeah. me. Yeah, and I and I'm, typically I'm not influenced like that. But I know that if I can be intimidated by somebody, and that's not, like I said, often that that happens. Like mm-hmm. I said, I can literally name one or two people in the whole world that would. Don't don't I don't don't let that get to me. Don't let that get to my future successes or me getting to that person to get inside their head to ask them a question mm-hmm. or feeling like. I'm not worthy of talking to them because, you know, again, their success is so huge. Yeah. But don't don't let anybody intimidate you. You got to say that to yourself. Don't let your mistakes define you. Let's just go over that real quick. Let's I mean, just pause real quick. Yeah. 
I was intimidated by all successful people until I was like 35. And I'm not joking. I was intimidated and I felt like because of how and where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my hometown, but just not a lot of success comes from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you live in a rural, very poor, rural, poor town. Right. Yes. So then I came to college. Um, then I moved to Atlanta and even like looking back now, like I was killing it and I worked hard, right? Ah. But I was always kind of like, like, you know, when you go to pet a dog that's been abused, yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of how I felt. Like I was just kind of like on edge and like, I don't belong here. I'm yeah. not smart enough to be here. Yeah. And, and now, yeah, now you don't feel like that at all. At all. I could meet. President Joe Biden, whoever. Well, I think some of that comes because you've had success. It's, you know. Yes, like it now is. I finally proved to myself well, that I'm worthy or something. Well, no, it's just you realize that that person got successful because they went through hard times. That's true. And you realize what it took to be that success. That's true. And I also don't think that I know it all. And I, therefore, comma, mm-hmm. we all out here winging it. Oh, absolutely. We're all out here winging it. The Ab- CEO of whatever, Apple, Microsoft, I don't know, all the most successful people, doctors, attorney, like all these people that you have defined as the most success, we're all winging it. Absolutely. <laughs> and and the funny part is, is that, you know, it's hard to put yourself to comparing yourself with somebody who is on a different level of success than you are, but they're learning too mm-hmm. and they're growing too and mm-hmm. you're always learning and you're growing or you're yeah. or you're not successful or you're not or you're successful. dying if you are not learning and growing you are not successful or you're dead yeah like you're, you're you you had the success and then it's dying off because you're, you're not always learning you're always learning you're always growing. and that's just all there is to it and like you, know, you said your mistakes don't let your mistakes define you i have screwed up 112 times but i've I, screwed up 152 I've, times i've owned it yeah i've fixed it yeah. and i've moved on yeah and i don't dwell on it do not dwell on your mistakes learn from them and move on and i have found out when you open up and talk about your mistakes mm-hmm. then you begin to see that everybody around you has made mistakes and find somebody that you feel comfortable talking about your mistakes with well do i'm comfortable n- with everybody now but you know don't get with somebody who is a narcissist and oh, talk about Lord. your mistakes because they're just going to talk about how great they are how wonderful they are yeah. or how bad you are because you're they, they feel and really it's because they feel inferior to you yeah. that you're being so open and vulnerable and you are being open and vulnerable when yeah. you're talking about your mistakes and what you've done. But you learn from them. And then you find somebody, like I said, who you feel comfortable having these conversations with. that can say, hey, Nat, that's not that big of a deal. Find somebody that's been through what you're currently going through. Hey, man. I've got a young lady going through a divorce right now. And um, Michael's my second husband. Like, I feel like I've said that a lot. But sometimes yeah. when I tell people that, they're like, what? I don't know. I feel like somebody was in there one day and asked you, like, when you, when we were you were your other building, you were Michael about to get a wedding. They're like, is this your first wedding? And no. you were like, you said, yes. And I was like, I looked at you like, well, you didn't have a wedding the first time. Wedding. So I guess, first you know, wedding. wedding. So I am glad marriage. that you're openly talking about it. it's your second marriage, of course. Second I've, marriages are the way to go. I, what Mitch Copeland has a saying, you want to be... The first something, the second wife, 
or the second spouse and the third broker. You always want to be the first son. I can't remember what the first. What's the first? The first is important. I'm going to have to. It's Mitch right now. We need to know. Yeah. We need some Mitch Copeland advice You want to be the first something, the second. That's it. And you want to be the second spouse and you want to be the third broker. Listen. Because by the time they get to the third broker in real estate, you know, they're ready to be like realistic. You and I both have been married before. Mm Mm-hmm. You and I both have learned um, what we don't want. Mm -hmm. We've grown. We know what we do want. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go through a sad event, Mm -hmm. and if you don't learn from it, Mm -hmm. then it's a waste, right? Exactly. So some people go through a very tragic death, and they never recover, right? Yeah. Some people, the unimaginable, like lose a child, but then they start these foundations and they start awareness and they 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 carry that legacy on and make it something positive. Exactly. Michael and I are on our second marriage. We joke all the time, like if you are still on your first marriage, go ahead, get divorced, get it over with, stay friends, and find number two. You said that at the last <laughs> like sale, like to somebody, and I was kind of <laughs> like, is she do, what? Is it what? Life, my whole point no. is life is too Listen. short to not be happy. Oh, amen. And I, I'm totally 100% with you there. And, and life oh. is too short to not be happy with your relationship, with your career. Like, if Life's you don't too like short, it, period. change it. Change it. If you, and don't burn bridges with your previous no. employer or your previous spouse. Stay friends, co-parent, love those babies if you have them. Like, Raise them together, but you're going to be a better person. I don't know why I'm preaching about divorce right now. This is bad. We're well, probably going to lose ratings well, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. It's on your heart. And two, we have some. We are at the age too where we have a lot of people in our lives who have been divorced. People yes. our age because people get married in their twenties, they get divorced in their thirties, or people yes. get to that year seven, eight, nine, and yeah. they divorce because those are the hard years. Yes, and but I the mean, whole point reeling it back in. Don't let your mistakes define you. Exactly. Get over it. Learn from it. Move on. Be a better person. And you're worthy of it. You're worthy and know your worth. Know that you are worthy of that love and know that you are worthy of that happiness that you want. And it's like when you're in the middle of it, you can't see that because you feel like, I just remember feeling like a failure. And I remember feeling like, this is it's this is over and, and this is that. who I, I am and I need it just I think we tattooed on my forehead right yeah. now that That's... I suck. <laughs> and like look at me today. If I hadn't gotten divorced, I wouldn't be in this chair right now. No, I don't know where you'd be. I don't but, know where I'd but, be. But you know, again, it was tough. It was Ugh. it was hard. Ugh. And and you gave it time. Yeah. Time heals. Time. Time, time doesn't heal all wounds. No, I'm not a, I don't know whoever came up with that saying, but they were but wrong. It, helps. it does help. Time yeah. helps. Yeah. And you have to give yourself time. You know what else helps? What? Therapy. Absolutely. Good night. Very much so. If you have if you have gone through something traumatic in life, and, and it may not seem traumatic to me or to CG, but if it was traumatic to, to you. you Go seek some help out. I know that Erin Kelly here in town, who is a therapist, mm-hmm. um, she, and I don't know if she's taking on new clients, but she used to, um, I went and saw her. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I have no problems, you know, saying that. Um, and she was, she does it like on an income-based. Oh, and there's cool. a lot of therapists out there that are income-based. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you don't make enough 
there's still somebody to talk to. Yes. And they'll work out a payment plan with you. Because a true therapist who is good at what they do, yeah. they they're they they love their job. Yeah. So it's not about I mean, obviously we all have to make a living. Yeah. But they're there to help and they're gonna work with and you. I so I feel like they probably take some sort of oath, right? Yeah. Like that's well, their and, whole and don't let so don't let the the financial part stop you because no there's going to be somebody willing to work with you to help you out. And I'm so glad you said just because it, it, people's trauma, people's definition of traumatic, it varies, right? And I used to discount like what I was going through. I used to say, I mean, my parents put a roof over my head and they fed me and like, you know, I didn't grow up terrible. That doesn't matter. Like bad things happen. Bad things happen. And horrible things happen to people no matter how you grew up. And just because you grew up wonderful doesn't mean that you don't still experience some sort of trauma, right? Oh, yeah. And trauma can hit later on in life, which is hard. One One of my childhood best friends will tell you, like, she had, like, the storybook. And I don't even say storybook, but she had a great childhood, great high school experience, great... And then she Life has a happens. family member who suffers from addiction, severely suffers from addiction. Mm-hmm. And there were, she, she's raising children mm. that aren't hers that, you know, like life hit her harder. In the face, punched her. Like the older she got and totally. And and now to like see her, and of course she's been through stuff and she's mm. been through trauma mm-hmm. and even like I said, and she didn't. A lot of people would take different ways than what she did. Yeah, but she's so strong, and she's one of my just. Yeah, I, I love her. She's like my family too. Yep. And she she took that trauma that she went through and that she with her family, and now she's grown from it. She's learned from it, and it's tough and hard. But you know what? She persevered. Persevered, and, and she got she through it. Got through it. Um, with grace, with grace, and she's changing the trajectory of those children's. I'm gonna cry. Their life. She is because and she's without that, her, they wouldn't become who they're becoming. And they're gonna be. Great and her people. husband. And her husband. And they're okay. gonna be great people. Want to shout them out, but I also don't. Yeah, put I don't. Her business yeah, out I also there. don't want to put her business out there either. You but know she, who you are. You know who you are, and I <laughs> love you so much. She also wraps too short. Yeah, so. yeah. She she okay. texts me and CG after the last. Um, <laughs> Episode that she listened, yeah. Episode she listened to, and she was like, "Um, "Listen, guys, if y'all haven't heard me sing, get it." Like y'all are missing out. But no, but anyways, like I said, reeling it back back in. You just got to remember, you know, when it gets hard, you got to get tough, and you got to remember to give things time, and nothing lasts forever. So if you're going through a horrible job loss, or you've lost a loved one, or you're getting divorced, or whatever, like. Michael always says, project yourself through it. This isn't going to last forever unless you choose for it to, unless you choose to just get in this hole and wallow in pity. That's your choice. Right. But you got to give stuff time. And well, and it's just like business ownership isn't easy. Ownership is not easy. No. I mean, it was five years down the road of the realty firm before Kim handed me a check that we had made a profit. Five years. Five years. And then it wasn't, it was the end of the year and it, that that check was not um, a, a five-figure check either, you know? Like, so you even go into that, like, it five was... Five years. Five years. Before she got a check, guys. A four-figure check, Listen, you know, not five. And we're prepared for roommates to take that long, Absolutely, too. Absolutely, because it's not easy, and... And if it was, heck, we'd all be out there owning our own businesses. We'd all be out there running our own businesses, doing our own thing. And it, How it's much h- money we made of roommates, Nat, so far? 
Zero dollars. Yeah, we're zero dollars. (laughs) And it'll probably be zero dollars for a while because that's anything. And, you know, it's funny. uh, Clark's little cousin who helped us at the first sale, we were out at the roping pen. Gage. Yes. God, I love Gage. Shout out Gage. Shout out Gage. How old is Gage? 13. Thirteen. Very. Great. So he, and of course he can't wrap his mind around furniture and it being expensive and all that. (laughs) And he's a 13-year-old boy. He's a 13-year-old boy. So he asked me after the second sale, he's like, so how'd y'all do? He he ropes too. And so we're at the roping pen and we get off our horses. And I was like, it was really good. And he was like, wow, really? Like, he was, like, shocked, you know? And he's, like, a little adult. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I just figured, you know, you guys, like, really wouldn't sell any a lot of that because it's so expensive, you know? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... But I said, and, and, and actually, it's not that expensive compared to things that are out there. It's actually a really good deal. And he's like, yeah, it just seems like it'd be hard. And I was like, well, you know, I said, everything's hard to age. And I was like, I didn't make any money at the realty firm, like I said, five years later. And so Shara's over there filling up uh, troughs um, with a hose, um, watering the horses. And they, Shara uh, works with me at the realty firm, and um, she's my boyfriend's little sister. And they also have CNS Farms, a meat, meat store. And so I yell over at Shara, and I was like, and they've been open, they opened in 2020. Yeah. And so this is th- year three, and they're coming up on. And I think they're at it because it was about this time in mm-hmm. 2020 they started it. And I said, uh, hey, Shara, three years in, uh, how much you made off CNS Farms? She's like, uh, I mean, if you if you put together, yep, um, zero, zero, that, 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 that's what we made. The answer is zero. Yeah. So wow. it was just, and so Gage is like looking at me and looking at her, and like I think he's not getting it. Like, what? You've been working all of this, and you're not making any – no, you got to make it to keep it going for a while. Yeah, that's that's the part of it. You got to make it, you know. And 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 I committed, you know. And again, we're talking about commitment. I we've committed to roommates. Yeah. So we're committing to having these sales, knowing that one year, two years, three years down the road, we're not going to probably see profit, yeah. and that's okay because eventually we will. Everything yeah. takes time. When I opened CG's, I was single. And I started in a 400-square-foot space, very small, wasn't a pretty storefront. It just had paint on the walls and it had a floor. I built my racks in Natalie's garage. Mm -hmm. But when I went to my accountant, I didn't understand. I've never been a business owner, so I didn't understand any of this that we're talking about. And I said, okay, how do I do this? Like, how do I pay my bills? And he was like, well, you're going to pay yourself. So... I paid myself out of the clothes that I sold. However, at the end of the year, when you run that report, you didn't, quote unquote, make money. Mm -hmm. You have money coming in Mm -hmm. and you pay yourself. So if you're starting a business and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? How do you do it if you don't make any money? On paper, on your taxes, you're not showing a profit. No, we're having sales. We yeah. have money coming in. So, and, and at roommates, we don't pay ourselves. Right. Because we have the luxury of having other businesses, other jobs that pay our bills. This is something we are investing. Exactly. We're investing our time, investing money, and then we're going to see the payoff after we get all the bills paid. Yeah. Because we had to buy all the inventory. We had to buy the little walls that the inventory's hanging on, and we had to pay for the spray foam and pay for the this, that, and the other. There's so much that goes into it that you don't see behind the scenes. So you're not making money yet. Yet. But if you are thinking about starting a business and if you aren't, um, you know, if you can't rely on a spouse's income, if you're starting on your own, you can still pay yourself out of your sales. But just know that it may take years to make a profit. And I think the way to get around that is to make a list of 
your progress. I do this a lot in my daily job. I make a list of all the things that went good. I even have like multiple different little notebooks. I've got one sitting here with me right now. And I make, it's almost like a gratitude list. Mm -hmm. Um, But I make that like, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this. I made this progress. So you can go back and look at it and go, okay, that way you don't feel overwhelmed. Or you don't feel like a failure. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that way too, you can be proud of your small steps and then you can look back on those and go, wow. Like that did get me here. You know, yes. it does give you some progress because everything is so far down the road. You've got to be able to do that. And celebrate and your small celebrate victories. Celebrate them. And let me tell you something. Big thing for me. Don't ever be embarrassed of yeah. your beginnings. Oh, man. Just Humble, don't. Humble I wish. I wish that word embarrassed didn't even exist in the English language, honestly. There's a lot of words um, I wish we could I eradicate. know, delete. Yeah. I mean... I'm I'm not going to be embarrassed or live in shame. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I have made that decision in my life. I have made mistakes. I've done things wrong. I have made big mistakes before, but I'm not going to be embarrassed by them, and I'm not going to live in shame by them, and that is huge. When you are in business, do not be embarrassed to start somewhere. Do not be embarrassed to ask for help. Again, Mm -hmm. I just, let's take that word out of the English language. That's my, you know, let's see what I can do. I can, who who do we write these days to say Webster? The dictionary people? The dictionary. Merriam-Webster? I would like to remove (laughs) this word from the dictionary, please, in the English language. But it's true because you have to start somewhere and you're not an expert day one. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm going to be a woman of integrity. I'm going to hold my eye level with yours mm-hmm. and the rest of the world. I'm not better than anybody. I'm not below anybody. Yeah. I am equal playing field with everybody. And and, and if you work hard, me and you, we on the same level. That's, I feel the same way. I, I don't, I, you ain't got nothing. You still working hard. We on the same level. Yes. Like you're out there hustling. You're at mini burger, flipping burgers oh, on God, the grill. I ate there oh, yesterday. Gosh, I haven't. I don't need to. Don't oh, tell me about it. Don't so let me good. want it. But, Listen, those people, me out there hustling, we the yeah. same. We're flipping burgers, flipping houses, we the same. Same. And, you know, there's hard days in business and there's hard days in life, but you get through them, mm-hmm. you you push through them. And honestly, I start turning my eyes to God and praying everything and, and, and praying. And when I do, everything always works out. It does. Because it's not, it might not be my path. Mm-hmm. It might be like the path he wants me on. It mm-hmm. might not be this path. And I've and and I've been very open to that like the past, I don't know, year or two of my life. And it has really just totally changed my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have to push through. And sometimes in business we go through seasons of a flourishing and having accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we go through lows of trying to figure out what's next. Especially in real estate. Like if you look at the just the economy since the Great Depression, like it is history that we're going to kind of ebb and flow. Oh, yeah. And the market's going to be killing it. And then we headed downhill. And like you said, you know, a couple episodes ago, we are kind of headed down right now because mm-hmm. of interest rates and this, that, and the other. But guess what? It's going to come back up. It's going to be okay. It always does. And, and, and again, it's a season. And, you know, you got to get through those 
you've just got to get through those lows and there's ways to do that, making lists and small steps and going back to the basics Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, focus on your growth, focus on what you have Mm -hmm. get involved with helping other people and helping them in life, you know, get a friend and a person to lean on with business, have a mentor of some sorts, owner to owner of an established business, you know, uh, get out of your comfort zone and around people who are going to push you to do better. Like that's the best advice I can give. I want to give a shout out to someone. Um, There's a a hometown girl has recently moved back home and started a business um, skin and aesthetics. Her name's Blakely Smith. I I saw you, I saw you share a bunch of her stuff. I have forced her to be my friend. Okay. Well, she's, I am a fangirl of hers. um, And turns out she's a fangirl of mine. Awesome. So I have um, never had like Botox or filler or anything yet. I'm not saying I, I never you will. haven't. You look great to not have it. You really Thanks. do. Um, that's because I've used skincare forever and used to try to force you to do it back in our TTU mm-hmm. days. And you never did. I'm just thankful Botox came You look good, girl. You look good. Anyways, going back to Blakely. So in my store, so she just moved back. She kind of has a similar story to me. She moved away. She lived in big cities, and she worked in these big dermatology practices. And she has moved back home and started her own um, clinic. And she does, um, she's a dual board certified nurse practitioner. So she knows her stuff, right? Medical, but she also has the cosmetic side. So I'm fangirling her, whatever. I make an appointment with her just to go talk to her because I'm like, look, I'm turning 40. I've never had any of this. Don't even know if I want it, but my sunspots bother me, whatever. So she's very smart. So um, fast forward, my store a couple weeks ago got infested with honeybees. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yeah, yet. Yeah. So honeybees ascend upon CGs or descend upon CGs, I guess. I don't know. And they're inside, they're outside. There's thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And so I have to close my store for a day and a half. So she writes me this sweet little card and brings me this necklace with a honeybee on it. And then we end up talking a couple of days later. And I was like, thank you. That means so much to me. And she was like, how did you stay positive during that? How did you stay okay because your store was closed and yeah. you're a small business owner. And every time you have to close, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You think a day is a, 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 day, day, is a, big deal. Is a big deal. A day a and a day half. A day and a half is an even bigger deal. Yes. Because I'm used to X amount of dollars coming through and I'm used to paying bills and whatever. Got staff to pay, all that. So I told her, I said, when I went through COVID, I used to, this would have stressed me out BC before mm-hmm. COVID. The mm-hmm. bees would have stressed me out. Now that I made it through a global pandemic, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And we survived that. So we'll survive these bees. We'll get this beekeeper in here. We'll get them out of here and we'll open back up business as usual. And she said, teach me your ways, right? Because mm-hmm. I was making a joke out of it. I was doing like news, like reporting live from the bee in. But know? you know what? Everybody was keeping up with it because people were asking me about <laughs> it. Like, like I was like, and I was like, I, I don't know. I haven't been on Instagram yeah. today. I mean, did you see your story? Yeah. Like the girl came in the suit and she got this. And I was yeah. like, no, I haven't. But now you've, yeah, tonight when I sit down, I'll be going uh, to see yes. your story to see what happened. Yes. So we kept everyone, you know, in tune with it. And shout out to uh, Megan, my little beekeeper. Megan Cutest beekeeper around. Learned a lot about honeybees. We might need to have her on here to talk about honeybees. Oh, that'd be a good idea. But anyways, reeling it in, uh, Blakely said, "You know, teach me your ways." And I just said, "When you're a business owner, you're go, you're guaranteed to go through these events." 
And you can't like freak out. No. Because that's part of being a business owner. Things are going to happen. You're going to, it's going to be out of your control. You're going to have to, you know, the electricity may go out or. You uh, may get an unexpected tax bill. You may get an unexpected tax bill. Is that speaking from experience? Speaking from experience. You may, uh, honeybees may come in and take over. You may have a global pandemic. Like we've been through some things as business owners in the past five or six years. And every time you go through something in business ownership or in life, it gets easier to deal with the it next does. thing. It because does. if you have faith, like you and I do, oh, absolutely, and you rely on your faith, and if you're going to have faith, dot, 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 have faith. You've got to have it. That it's going to be okay. And the thing is, is that God can do a, a seat, what is it, a Exceedingly, exceedingly abundant. abundantly than what we can than even what imagine. we can even fathom. Yeah. So if you go into everything knowing that God is yeah. going to yeah. take care of the situation and exceeding exceedingly and abundantly and abundantly, yeah, and it's gonna go past what I can even fathom. He like that's promised, what I do with faith. He promised that, but you have to believe it. And also, it might not be the way you want it uh, to be. No, it never and, is. And, you know, yeah. it's it's yeah. not the way you visioned yeah. it, but it. It, it, yeah. uh, again, but but you got to have that faith. Yeah, and you and sometimes that faith you got to dig deep to get it. But yeah. you know what? It also says in the Bible, faith the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And and but do faith, you believe it? <laughs> and the faith of the people around you. Yeah, it's the story of the guy who it was his friend's faith that. That yes. made him walk again. Yes. It wasn't even his, his own faith. faith. It was his It friend. was his friend. So your friends and who you put yourself yes. around, it matters. Yes. And, you know, that's, like I said, we've we've really drove that home. And, and I'll say this. We're not, well, I've saved this for the last part of the episode because I don't want CG to go down this rabbit hole because oh, she will because she's way more of a dog mom than I am Uh-oh. a dog mom. I love, I love her, Abby, but CG's style. Like, are so you she's, listening? She's giving him a shout out. <laughs> But pets help too, Aww. you know. They do. They help with your stress. They help with your anxiety. Yes. There's just something about it. And you know, here's I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to a business in Smithfield, um, Harmony Lane. Oh yeah, the um, goat people. The goat farm in yeah. Smithfield. You can go there and and that you can pet goats and you can have some ice cream and you know like everybody just leaves there feeling good. I think because so I've many never people. Been. Oh, you've we've got to do that while you're down, or we we have to do that at some yeah. point. Why not? We'll, we'll have to make a day their for stuff, it. Stuff, but I've never been. No, they have great stuff, and so even um, Clark's dad goes and gets like some kind of fudge there, or chocolate, like mm. he comes back with. Um, but you know, oh. it's it's uh, you know, and and I tell you what else, like I said, pets make and then going and helping somebody else feel better, like yeah. like. Helping buying somebody a cup out. of coffee, helping, like, going out. You see some of these homeless people, and I know, like, we got on the rabbit hole of the homeless people in Cookville. We're not going to do but that. But they're still human they're beings. They're still human beings. And, and you know what? Go over to Chick-fil-A, buy them a meal. Get Go, them a nuggie. Roll through, roll through Popeye's and buy them something. I mean, to eat, you never know. Hold a door open for somebody. Smile. Give a compliment. Say a, say a kind word. Exactly. You don't even have to spend money. You never know. And, and again, that, that. That comes back to you. It's, you know, it Jerrica's saying in rodeo is, you know, look good, feel good. Well, oh, I yeah. kind of, you know, took it to the end of this episode, like our be good, do good, feel good. Yes. Can I quote Deion Sanders? Yes. We'll let you go right ahead. If you, if you look good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo. laughs>
Ooh, I like it. No, but you got to look good. You feel good. Look, Just look like good, you feel said, good. how we're closing it, say it again. Be good, do good, feel good. Amen. It's a good well, place to end it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'll chat with you again next week.